Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Saturday, October the 23rd. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter, one, chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Luke 18, verses 1 through 8. And in this particular passage, Jesus begins this particular chapter, as we might expect. He tells his disciples a parable. And St. Luke tells us right from the beginning what this parable concerns. The necessity of praying always and not losing heart. And both of those things go together. They can't be separated. It's the necessity. Notice it's not an option. It's not uh, something we get around to when all the other really important things have been done, whatever that may be. But the necessity of praying always. And we're going to talk about that, praying always. On the surface, that sounds like, uh, well, goodness, I, I couldn't do any of the basic necessities that I also need to do, taking care of others, meeting my responsibilities in the home, at work, if I'm working. Uh, Maybe I'm taking care of a sick relative or I have a relative living with me who is incapacitated or in need. And um, so all of those other things. So I'm praying always. Uh, I'm not a monk. I'm not a uh, hermit locked away, and I don't have the luxury of praying always. So that's a kind of strange thing to say, praying always, and not losing heart. In other words, persistence, persistence. Uh, the book of Proverbs tells us that in your patience, you will win your soul in your persistence, and not demanding the quick fix, the instant answer, or the magic silver bullet that's going to get rid of the werewolf and make everything fine. I think of St. Monica, the patroness of mothers, who prayed for over 30 years for her son, St. Augustine, to be converted and to give up his pagan ways and become a follower of Christ. She worked all her life, raised him in a very difficult uh, home situation. In the beginning, her husband was very, very anti-religious and especially anti-Christian and did his best uh, to see that religion was never spoken of. And certainly his son would have nothing to do with that. But Monica persisted. Uh, She kept teaching, kept praying all those years. And of course, we know St. Augustine is one of the great and towering figures, not only in Christianity, but also in Western civilization. And so Jesus says that uh, this is a necessity of praying always and of not losing heart. Heart represents in the Bible the totality of one's being. It's not that object that uh, 
Cupid comes around every year and uh, puts a heart, puts an arrow through. Heart is the sum and substance of who and what we are as a person. It is the very core of our being. And not losing heart, not, not giving up. God is absent, God doesn't care, God is doing other things. I'm too bad, therefore that's why God is not listening, and so on and so forth like that. Do not lose heart. And Jesus tells this parable about uh, this widow who goes to this corrupt judge and keeps uh, persisting in demanding her rights. And finally, he relents. And uh, Jesus says, Will not God then do justice to his chosen, who call out to him day and night? Again, that persistence. But let's ask ourselves. Uh, we really can't spend every single moment of our lives praying. Or can we? I'd like to offer you a suggestion, if I may. Think of your day as bookends. You know, the bookends. You put all your books in the middle and you put these objects uh, on the end of them to hold the books up so that they're right there. They don't fall down. They're not scattered all over the place. Well, think of your day as between two bookends. The first bookend is when you wake up, and the last bookend is when you go to sleep. And all of the activities and moments of your day are the books in between those two bookends, the morning and the evening, waking and preparing to go to sleep. And if we begin each morning, the first of our bookends, and we ask the Lord, come into our hearts and grant us your graces this day, that we may live this day well, doing your holy will in all things and in all ways that please you. May your will be done in me and through me. Amen. And then at night, when we prepare for bed, the other bookend. Oh Lord, I thank you for this day, for all of your gifts, graces, and blessings. I pray that I live this day well, doing your will. And as I prepare for sleep, I beseech your mercy and forgiveness for all the ways this day in which I have offended you, who are all good and deserving of all my love. I ask your forgiveness and your grace that if you wake me up again tomorrow, that I may indeed be your faithful servant. Amen. And all of that distance between the waking and the sleeping 
is a prayer. It becomes a prayer for all that I will do between the bookend of waking and the bookend of sleeping is a prayer. Why? Because I am offering it to Almighty God. I am returning to God what God has done for me. So the activities in the office, if I'm working or wherever I'm working, the activities around the house, the obligations and responsibilities that I have, the appointments I have to keep, the various duties I have towards others, in addition to taking care of myself, which may be taking a nap in the afternoon. It may be resting for a few moments. It may be a walk around the block to get a little fresh air and sun and exercise. In other words, there's not a thing that you will do in the course of a day that is not an offering to God. St. Francis de Sales once said, the saints were not saints because they did extraordinary things. They did the ordinary things extraordinarily well. And to do things extraordinarily well is not to do the loud, the spectacular, lights shining, cameras rolling, attention getting. To do the ordinary things extraordinarily well is to do them for the love of Almighty God, for the good of others, and not seeking ourself. Then in the course of that day, our entire day becomes a prayer between the two bookends of waking and sleeping. It becomes an offering to Almighty God of praying always, of praying day and night, as Jesus says. Well, that's exactly what we're doing. And in the course of that day, when we are tempted, when we're frustrated, when we want to, as we say, throw in the towel, uh, we turn to the Lord because we remember. This is the day the Lord has made, and the Lord has entrusted this day to me. And I want to be a good steward and make an offering back to the Lord. And so our day, every day, becomes a prayer always and in everything that we do. And that really is what I think Jesus is trying to make us aware of, that there's no such thing as a meaningless, wasted day. The God, God woke us up, each and every one of us, in order to be somebody and to do something for the sake of God's kingdom. What greater calling can we have than to be called by God to do his holy will, not only for ourselves, but for his praise and for the good of others, the good that we might do this day. Let us not delay, for we may not pass this way again. So this 
necessity of praying always and not losing heart is not as unrealistic as it seems. In fact, it's the really real. It enriches our lives. It enriches our days. But it also enriches the lives and the days of others. And at the end of each day, we can return to the Lord, what the Lord has given us, the precious gift of life and the precious gift of each and every day. Let us not lose heart. God bless you.